Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. But you may be right to lead with it. I may have, might have been burying the lead. And you are going to have to move that microphone just a little further away from your lips. I was wrong when we were trying to adjust the sound earlier. So, How's that? Is that better? Oh, yeah. Much better. Um, okay. So uh, the blog post was on UjvalaAYC.com, our website. 
which is slowly but surely, maybe not slowly, but it's definitely progressing toward, uh, you know, completion. We're, we're working on it steadily and uh, trying to get all the content up and running. There's still some links that don't quite work, and there's some stuff that says under construction. Bear with us. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a work of love, and it is um, – uh, yeah, it's just a, um, it's a, a work of love, and it's in progress. So uh, just bear with us while we work on this. So um, anyway, so um, the, uh, the, the website and the blog post – are again ujvalaayc.com, and this is like I said, a work of love. It's a it's a it's a labor of love. It's something that Robin and I have kind of been working on for seven years now. It's kind of the culmination mm-hmm. of um, of a lot of our work, um, and in fact, in in some ways, we've each been working on this for twenty years or more, That's building true. toward this. And and the first part of the blog is uh, the first part. Uh, well, it's our love story. It's it's the story of how we ended up together, and how Ujvala uh, came to be, how wilderness wellness came to be, and all of the things that we are doing right now, all grow out of our love story. So True. a lot of a lot of you guys have uh, listened to us in the past. And I know that we've got some some from some listeners from the old radio station, the old radio show rather. And and we're honored that you have, have stuck with us during the hiatus and you're you're here with us now. And if this bores you, I apologize for repeating this, but we've got a lot of new listeners who now need to hear uh, some of what happened and how we got to where we are, because that's a part of um, how the wilderness wellness. Um, became the Wilderness Wellness and um, and Ujvala and everything that we're doing. Um, so, um, now Robin, do you want to tell a little bit about how this uh, came about? I'm going to let you start it. I usually start the story, so let's uh, let you let you start it this time. Are we that sir? Yeah. Okay. What story I'll you're speaking of? <laughs> well, I, was gonna, I don't like I, I was telling you. I just need about, clarification. No, it's okay. I was I was talking about the uh, the part where you stalked me on Facebook, and, oh, and I never talked about Facebook ever. I was looking for. I told I told this. I was looking for uh, presenters, new presenters, who honestly weren't going to charge me an to come and present our uh, when Roots Festival in Jersey. And I found this guy online, uh, Terry Power, who was affiliated with a very large um, pagan-oriented spiritual organization. And then I also found uh, Hercules, absolutely the same thing. So I stalked him, I guess, online, but married, you know. Um, But uh, we – so I I called you up and basically – I think I sent you a message first through Messenger. Explaining. Yeah, you're you're very broke up. You're very broken. Very broken. Uh, um, it's not working you know, well. 
Yeah, the, the audio is horrible tonight, so I um, I apologize for that, folks. Um, uh, what it comes down to is she needed speakers for an event that she was organizing. And uh, she contacted me. She contacted um, um, another guy that has been on the radio station with us here, um, Hercules Invictus. Yes, that is his legal name. And uh, I came to her event. Well, the first time we were on the phone, we were on the phone for uh, about three hours. Um, at the yep. time, I was involved with someone. She was involved with someone. Um, mm-hmm. I attended the event. Uh, we, you know, when we met, I spoke. I did the, the two classes and 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 you know, came back over to you know, to my home. Uh, we were, I guess, uh, I started the, the the radio station. I started. Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Uh, well, we launched in June of 20, 2013. Or is it 2014? It all runs together. It was 2014. And on midsummer. And uh, Robin came onto the station within another few weeks after that. And we worked together. Uh, then at Towards the end of the year, we were both not engaged or involved with someone else, and uh, we uh, decided to see each other, and here we are. Uh, it has been – it, it's really all it comes down to. I mean, I i was going to uh, share a, a booth space at a uh, Pagan Pride event with, with Robin and her best friend. And mm-hmm. had horrible troubles getting there. The car wouldn't start. I had this problem. I had there was a wreck on the interstate, uh, and all kinds of stuff. I was two hours late getting there, and she directs me to a parking place, and I pull into that parking place, and I roll down the window. She reaches in and kisses me, and we've been together since. I figured any guy who had gone through so much to get there deserved. He's texting me the whole time. Oh, the car won't start. Oh, there's a wreck on the highway. Oh, I had to stop gas. Oh, you know this, oh that, and um, so I figured, poor guy. You know, he really uh, tried hard to get here. So that was our first kiss. And we actually consider that our first date. So, yeah. uh, and from there, we have learned so much about each other and how parallel our individual ministries had been. Uh, mm-hmm. How how closely uh, we believed some of the same things, and you know here we are. Um, we you know we started working together then, and we've uh, grown together. Uh, we discovered that you know we each had pieces of the puzzle, and we kind of talk about the the jagged, broken edges fit together and smooth out, and. And make us uh, a kind of whole and uh, complete together. And out of that was grown or was born all of the work that we have done. Our uh, uh, Little Stone Bridge led into Wilderness Wellness, which has been, uh, which has grown and developed into Ujvala. And here we are with Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center. 
and all the new cool stuff that we're adding to what we have learned, what we have learned in the past. We're learning yes. more because, you know, we're perpetual students. That's just, you know. And so out of all of that, we've, we've gotten uh, along the way, we've, we've developed some uh, practices. And one of those, I keep saying the words, is wilderness wellness. And it's kind of, it, it's an interesting, uh, interesting process where we looked at just the healing qualities of nature. Uh, some people call it nature therapy. The Japanese call it uh, Shinrin-yoku. Mm-hmm. And, and what we do is not exactly Shinrin-yoku. We don't claim that we are doing... Now, we don't claim that we're doing Shinrin-yoku walks. Uh, we claim that we are doing wilderness wellness walks. Because what we do, while similar, it diverges in some direction, in some ways. Uh, we incorporate uh, the four elements. You know, the traditional elements of um, air, fire, water, and earth. Uh, we incorporate some energy healing. So there is a period of... Uh, uh, well, I use Reiki, so there is a, uh, a a period where everyone is in a hammock, and the background noise is very bad there, darling. Um, where? Where? Yeah, where you are. So I move. Um, I do anything. Okay, well, I'm hearing something, so just making you aware. It's just a bad connection tonight, so. Um, everybody bear mm-hmm. with us. Um, so uh, everyone is in a hammock and they're kind of wrapped up in this cocoon and there's some energy healing that takes place. And then there's some encounters with the elements and it's a uh, you know, conscious uh, walk. It is not a hike. It is a conscious walk into nature. And it is an experience connecting to nature. That's really what uh, what wilderness wellness is all about. Um, and and you know the the wilderness or the the nature therapies have uh, for so long people have known that you know these kind of methods can uh, reduce anxiety. Uh, they can be used to treat depression, obesity, uh, help with addiction recovery, um, improve uh, outcomes with diabetes, lupus, Crohn's, fibromyalgia, arthritis. Now, if that sounds like a list of um, what I what I refer to as the modern immuno disorders. It's just a collective term for all of the, um, uh, you know, immuno difficulties uh, that that we have in modern life. And I say that because there's no evidence that these types of ailments existed a hundred years ago. Now let that sink in for a minute. The, the, the bulk of the ailments that we have today, um, uh, diabetes did exist, but not in the, not in the magnitude it does. Uh, lupus, uh, Crohn's, fibromyalgia, arthritis, all of these things 
some there's some evidence of a little bit of some of it, but not to this level, not to the not to the magnitude that we are seeing it these days. These are well, modern. These are modern. Yeah, auto. Go ahead. Go ahead. Autoimmune diseases have increased uh, thousandfold in the last 25 years. Um, I'm 50. I'm about to be 58 years old myself. And when I was a kid, I didn't know anybody who had diabetes. And now I personally know four children under the age of 10 have diabetes. Um, it's and the incidence of other autoimmune diseases is also becoming um, increased. More people have chronic disease. People have diabetes. I mean, to the point where we're seeing advertisements on TV for the vacations. I mean, there was never a need yeah, for that previously. Yeah. Uh, try switching microphones again. Um, All right. Okay. We got. I mean, we got. We got less than half of that. So what, what she's saying is that. You know, all of these disorders have, you know, blossomed and, you know, a thousandfold in the last 25 years. Uh, when we were growing up, we almost heard of nobody with diabetes. It was, it was out there, but it was rare. Uh, you know, I had not heard of Crohn's disease until I met Robin and, and dealt with the aftermath of her late husband. Right. So, so all of this is is comparatively recent in, in human history, in the history of humans, let's put it that way. And so I believe that the reason that the forest heals these things is it's the removal from the forest that causes them. Let that sink in for a second. I'll say it, I'll say it again one more time. I believe that these autoimmune diseases are so well treated by being in the forest because they are caused by our removal from the forest. The closer right. how, we are to how nature. I, say again. How's my mic doing now? Uh, it's doing a little bit better. Okay. So it's a very long time. Our Evolutionary existence. We lived primarily in the forest as hunter-gatherers. Think of pods of gorillas um, and the way they live. And well, I mean, we lived in a very similar life. We learned to coexist with the forest. Um, the trees and the forest learned to coexist with us, and we benefited each other. You know, humans exhale carbon dioxide. What do trees, you know, need in order to? They need carbon carbon dioxide. So um, we basically a symbiotic relationship. So over, you know, the last, say, 500 years, people have moved away from there, you know, living in the forest and in the woods and in in close ties to nature. They've moved away from their agrarian uh, roots of living you know, on a farm or, or living in the woods and, and gathering things to the woods. Two, we live in houses now, we live in suburbs now, we live in cities now, um, and it's not good for us. Yeah, well. It's just that I simple. Know. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that is that is absolutely it. I mean, if we look at the history of humanity, wherever you think we started and however you think we developed, we're looking at having been a species yeah, for several millennia, you know, several hundred thousand years, uh, possibly a few million, depending on who you ask. And now let's look at this urbanization now of of not just the suburbs, but I mean the, the, the millions of people living in cities, living outside of nature. I mean, it is phenomenal. And this started taking place with the Industrial Revolution. So we can look at maybe the last hundred-ish years that we have been as mm-hmm. a population so removed from nature. We, we, de- we, we develop techniques for, for overcoming nature. You know, and we think that we're, we're defeating nature. We're controlling nature, and we've got air conditioners and process this and process that, and we are, you know, beyond nature. And with that, we left life behind. We left our home. We left our natural habitat. We treat zoo animals better than we treat each other. <clears throat> we treat, you know, we, we try to create this natural, you know, recreation of a habitat for, for a zoo animal. And we live in concrete, you know, pillars, concrete towers, surrounded by concrete, walking on concrete, listening to the noise of horns and and sirens instead of the instead of the sounds of uh, uh, birds and waterfalls and the wind, you know, gunshots and sirens and screams and car traffic and breathing those fumes instead of breathing air in nature. And then modern medicine, their answer is drugs. We'll give you a drug, and then when that causes side effects, we'll give you a drug for the side effect. And then it will treat those side effects and these side effects until, you know, we've got you on this, this you know, $1,000 a day cocktail that the insurance companies are paying for. And they're, they're sticking their hands further into your pocket, all to make you better, all to make it okay. And then let's throw in some psychotherapy just so you can get through your day. And here's the deal. This is not how we were built to live. This isn't us. This isn't humans. We were built to live in nature. We were built to eat from gardens in our backyards. We were built to have trees surrounding us and life surrounding us. When we left our home, we developed all of these disorders that are amazingly treated by going home. (laughs) <laughs> Who'd have thought? Go home. We're not supposed to be living this way. So here we are. Uh, now I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up with um, uh, far out into the suburbs, uh, on the edge between, really between the suburbs and farms, uh, where I grew up in southeast Tennessee, and. I played in the woods. Uh, there were, in both the places I lived growing up, there were woods 
very near to my house. And we had tree houses and, you know, tree forts in the woods. And, and uh, we would just climb trees and run through nature all the time. That was, that was, our, that was our playground. We didn't have to go to a city park. We just had to go to the edge of the neighborhood. Uh, the first house I can remember growing up in, I went next door. It was just, we were the last house on the street, and then it was the woods. So when I moved over here uh, to, to join Robin here on the mountain, I had that feeling of returning to that kind of place where I had been as a, as a child growing up. And we live outside of town, near farms, near suburbs, uh, a little more land than I had growing up. But here we are. And we've got a garden and we've got some chickens and we've got nature all around us. We step out our back door and we smell the forest. So let's talk about the forest. What does the forest do for us? How does this work? Well, the forests emit a substance called phytocytes. And sometimes you'll actually hear people refer to that as the smell of the forest, as I just did. You can smell it when you're in nature. And these substances have been widely used around, um, uh, well, Eastern, Far Eastern Europe and Asia. Uh, all the way to Japan uh, to improve health and general well-being for centuries. Aviuretics also. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say aviuretics also have something like this called, you know, where the the Ayurvedic practitioner would send somebody out into nature to fast for several days um, to realign their uh, soul and help prevent disease. Yeah, well, here's the cool part uh, that I like about Ayurveda is that the idea is to not get sick. Yes. You know, instead of treating the disorder, let's prevent the disorder. Let's just let's just live in concert with nature. And that mm-hmm. is the whole practice of Ayurveda, which is, again, the cool thing about all that we are learning now fitting in with all that we had done in the past. And it's become this uh, continuation as we grow and stretch through this. So um, let's go ahead and take a break here. We are just a few minutes away from the bottom of the hour, and it's a good place to pause. And I'm going to let you listen to some sitar music. And uh, let's um, take a pause, get our stuff together. And we will talk to you again in just a few minutes. And uh, here we go. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Thank you for listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. And now, back to the show. Everybody, this is Reverend Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, and we're happy that you're with us tonight. Um, a quick bit of housekeeping. Before the break, we were talking about wilderness wellness, and we were talking a little bit about the trees, and I'm going to get to some things in a minute, but I wanted to do a quick bit of housekeeping. Um, first of all, if you are uh, wanting to listen in or call in, rather, if you want to call in and ask any questions, uh, you can call in at 646-564-9714. You can also call in and just listen. Uh, We've got a few listeners that uh, have trouble getting in on the computer and will call in live and just sit and listen. So uh, you can listen in that way. Uh, You can also go to www.blogtalkradio.com and get a free sign up for a free account and then you will be able to log into the chat room and once you're in the chat room then you can uh, chat with the host you can chat with other other guests uh, other members of the of the other listeners so it becomes kind of a a dynamic thing happening off on the side sometimes doesn't even follow the show. Uh, it gets a little enter- entertaining in there all by itself. So, um, so I did want to let you guys know about that and uh, remind you that you can call in with questions. Again, that number is 646-564-9714. And let's see. So before the break, we were talking about the trees giving off a substance called phytocytes. And, um, you know, those are basically the, the wellness, uh, uh, there's a word that it's escaping me completely, uh, but it's, it, it, uh, makes us feel better, improves our health. And, and it really comes down to, uh, Robin has a theory that the trees are trying to make us better because the trees need carbon dioxide. There was a history, a period in history of the planet where there was too much oxygen and uh, the trees started suffering because they need carbon dioxide. And so uh, the one theory is that the trees developed animals and fed the animals and helped the animals to feel better and ultimately humans uh, rose out of all of this so that the trees and plants would have uh, carbon dioxide and they would in turn give us the phytocytes to keep us healthy and oxygen to breathe. And that the symbiosis uh, arose from that. And when we left the forest, we left our medicine uh, that kept us healthy. There are now uh, easily two dozen studies and been reviews of these studies. Uh, and it, um, it is amazing. Uh, like in 1998, 
There was a study in a university in Sapporo, uh, Sapporo, Japan, that studied 86 uh, 61-year-olds that were non-insulin-dependent diabetics. And that means they type used, two. yeah, type two, and they found that the forest environments and the the conscious forest experiences reduced blood glucose levels by about 30% uh, with only nine treatments over six years. Get that nine treatments over six years, and it reduced blood glucose levels by 30%. In 2007, a study by the Department of Health Promotion and Human Behavior Graduate School of Medicine at Kyoto University in Japan, health promotion and human behavior department. You don't hear about that stuff in the States. But uh, this this university of, you know, Kyoto University um, uh, studied the psychological effects of um, conscious uh, forest experiences with 498 volunteers. They were all healthy people. They conducted, uh, they concluded that, and this is a quote from the study, forest environments are advantageous with respect to acute emotions, especially among those suffer, uh, experiencing chronic stress. It went on to say that these forest environments may be employed as a stress reduction method and forest environments can be viewed as therapeutic landscapes. Uh, I mean, where do we go from there? I mean, it even concluded that uh, all of this may help to decrease the risk of psychosocial stress-related diseases. All of this, yeah, um, is this, there was, this is science. Uh, on another sort of similar topic. Um, Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City um, actually looked at some of these studies that you're talking about, and they actually did a study which determined that patients in hospitals who either have a view of, like, trees and garden and nature or have many nature pictures in their room um, heal faster, had better outcomes for recovery um, and actually recovered faster. So they, they actually changed the entire hospital so that the majority of the rooms in the hospital either have a view of something that's beautiful like in, out in nature or have these big, large panoramic pictures in the rooms of nature scenes. Um, and yeah. they, have found, they have found a huge increase in the wellness of the patients. People recovering yeah, well, more quickly, mo- having better outcomes. Yeah. Um, no, you know, absolutely. They, they. Um, I was, I was going to add that they moved their recovery rooms, surgical recovery rooms, uh, were moved to that side of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't just the you know regular hospital rooms; it was the surgical, you know, med surge recovery. And you know, how cool is that? Um, and doesn't that overlook Central Park? 
I don't recall, to be honest. Mm. There's a lot of campuses from Mount Sinai now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just just knowing that, um, you know, American hospitals are starting to recognize this. And I was reading something earlier this week uh, about the um, uh, veterans organizations are starting to recognize the healing therapy or the therapeutic qualities of nature. And uh, that this is being looked at by the Department of Veterans Affairs. So, you know, all of this is starting to come together uh, with a body of science, uh, continuing with some of these studies. Uh, you know, that was one of the ones that I thought was the most impressive, uh, talking about healthy individuals, but they started looking at the psychosocial, psychosocial stress and the stress-related diseases and looked at how healthy volunteers re- responded. A similar study, um, you know, also in 2007, evaluated the psychological effects of these forest environments. And they looked at um, blood pressure, pulse, and heart rate, and salivary cortisol concentration. And that's something that, that is used as a sign of our reaction to external stresses. And then, uh, let's see if I can say this word first uh, correctly the first time. Uh, immunoglob, uh, nope, immunoglobulin A. Yes. Wow. Uh, that's a mouthful. Uh, but the concentration of that in the saliva, and that's also a stress indicator. And the authors of the study conducted, uh, this is, was, was conducted by the forest, Forestry and Forest Products Research Institute in Japan. Uh, it was Ibar, uh, Ibaraki, uh, Ibaraki. Apologize for stumbling over these uh, names, but um, they found that lo- they found lower blood pressure levels lower heart rates, and basically concluded that the data demonstrated the relaxing and stress-relieving effects of the forest environment as a therapy. So all of this, all of this science leads us to the idea of the forest as therapy. It's all part of the... uh, Robin and I talk to talk about it as complementary medicine. You know, I, I refuse to call any of the stuff alternative medicine because we're not suggesting that you do one or the other. We are not huge fans of the uh, of big pharma, and we're not excited not excited about some of the things that we see and hear uh, in that regard. And you know, they own too many doctors. So, so the the medical uh, care in this country is all wrapped up in big pharma. Um, so, but I'm not ever going to say that we're uh, we're studying an alternative to it. Uh, it's complementary. Uh, anytime you're treating the whole person, uh, you're trying to reduce uh, illnesses, reduce disease, and the more we can do that, the more that we can return to our natural environment, our natural habitat, and find ways to um, experience the forest and nature therapy 
uh, eat better food that's closer, grown closer to our tables, and uh, just basically live healthier, happier lives, then we're going to have less need for all of this allopathic medicine. Uh, yeah, and it's not to replace know, one it, of the, it's to reduce its need. Go ahead, I'm sorry. One of the things that um, I can hear, you know, people's wheels turning at home, um, just be aware that you don't necessarily, this isn't anything really super special. Um, you can find people who run these walks who are certified, you know, Shinrin Yoku walk people. Um, but basically what it does, what, they, what the walks in, entail is they take you into the woods, usually um, a state park, or uh, what you want to do is you want to go to medium to old growth forest. You don't want to do this, you know, at a, at a tree farm that's just been planted, you know, two years ago. Um, you want to make sure that it's a natural environment, a diverse natural environment. And you want to go into the forest and you want to take a gentle walk low, gentle walk. You don't have to, you know, be race hiking through the woods, but you want to stop and observe things. So you see ants crawling on a log. You might see butterflies uh, migrating through the forest. You know, sit down and watch them and enjoy the beauty that surrounds you and come across a, you know, a, a glade full of ferns. Um, you might want to, you know, stop and look at the ferns and just enjoy the sunlight dappling and playing on the, on the ferns in the little um, enclave where you, you might be sitting. So these are very simple, very easy things to do um, in our particular walks that we do here on the mountain. Um, we have a... Um, uh, we have seven acres here of forest that is um, medium to old growth. And we have, um, it's slightly an uphill walk, but it's very gentle and it's not far. And, but, it's, but it's quiet and it's been left to do its thing. It's not cultivated in any way. It's just natural woods. Uh, I've had found rishi mushrooms growing on, in the woods up here. I have found chicken and a hen. I have found all sorts of mushrooms, undisturbed, beautiful um, little landscapes like the ferns, like I talked about. We actually have that. So we go and we visit them. And then we have these wonderful hammocks that have like a built-in bug screen. So you get in the hammock and you zip it up and the bug screen is, is above you so you can see out and you don't have to worry about, you know, mosquitoes and ticks and stuff. And then you can just lie there and sort of swing in the hammock and look up through the trees. It's beautiful and relaxing. And, you know, we can give you Reiki um, and, um, you know, do, do uh, you know, maybe chant some, do some chanting. And whatever it is that you feel you need, the best ways for you to connect. Um, and then we just sort of lie there and relax and let the trees speak to you. Let nature enfold you let the energies from all the plants around you de-stress you uh and it's it's really wonderful and beautiful and uh, you know i've we've, we've done these walks before with people who have been so relaxed that they have fallen asleep they they've been so 
rejuvenated by the experience. They can't wait to come and do it again. So I, I think that, um, you know, it's not something, you know, it's not hard to do, but it's really great to be guided through it a few times before you want, might want to go and do it yourself for yourself. It's also really good to have somebody you know is going to be watching. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard for us who are so geared toward, um, you know, our city mentality to like, you know, pitch a tent or, or get your hammock up and get into it and just relax and not worry about, you know, am I out here alone and, you know, what, what could happen? You know, we're so programmed to worry and stress and worry about everything. So if you know that we're there, we're going to be watching, we're going to be, you know, keeping an eye on you, uh, then you don't have to worry about any of those things. You can just relax and know that everything else is taken care of for you. Yeah, and and it certainly helps to have a guide. Um, mm-hmm. A a walk in the woods, a hike in the woods is 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 a good experience. It's good for you. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not a hike. Uh, this is typically a much slower pace, uh, a mm-hmm. quarter to a half a mile at in length tops. It's not a long walk. It's not a long distance. Um, mm-hmm. But having the guide who will take you through the um, exercises, we'll have a uh, guided meditation at the beginning to help put us in the frame of mind for what we're doing and set our intention. And then the elemental um, uh, encounters, uh, the conscious conscious uh, participation in the uh, forest all of that is best facilitated with a guide and it takes about three hours Uh, you go Mm -hmm. in taking your time uh, um, have the the location where the hammocks are and a break and the reiki and the 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 relaxation Uh, you know I've had people uh, just break down in tears uh, with the with emotions from uh, the healing experience that they were that they were going through. It is it's remarkable to see uh, people who were very nervous and twitchy uh, when they arrived at the uh, at the location to go through this experience and come out calm and relaxed. And laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there pure is, joy. There's, yep. There's such a gap um, between where we came from, living in a natural setting, and again, like think back to all those Jane Goodall movies, you know, that you saw with the, the gorillas living in concert with nature and uh, being in the trees and walking through the forest. And, um, you know, that's really where we came from evolutionarily. And now the way we live in sort of an urbanized, artificial, concrete uh, setting, uh, and, you know, it has definitely been proven that it causes stress um, and uh, disease, you know, in our minds and in our bodies. And the more we can get back to that reconnection with nature and with trees in particular, I mean, it's not a coincidence that several creation stories, um, ancient creation stories, include trees 
um, the world mm-hmm. tree, the tree of life. I mean, these are trees are, are important figures in our, all our, you know, mythos and all our spiritual traditions uh, across the world. Um, and there's, there's, that's not coincidence. There's something to it. So yeah. we, need to, we need to examine that and think, you know, gee, we really do need to get back to you know, having that interaction with trees. And it's part of the reason why every major city pretty much has large parks. It, they're there. Unfortunately, we don't get the time in our modern life to utilize them as much as I, I know that we would like to. Um, you know, it's it's a sad commentary on where we've come and yeah. where we were. Well, yeah, that and so many of them are so surrounded by cars, it doesn't matter. You're still breathing the, the, the dirty air and hearing the car horns and everything else. So um, Yeah, you do. You wanna, need to get out into the country. I want to talk about one more um one more article that I read um, or study. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a review of st- of several studies. And the, um, uh, uh, let's see, it was the Center for Environment, Health, and Field Sciences at the Chiba University in Japan. Uh, this this uh, mm-hmm. took place in 2016. And they reviewed uh-huh. uh, 50, 50 or so articles and studies. Uh, detailing the health benefits, both psychological and physiological, of nature therapies. And they concluded that, and again, I'm going to quote because I can't say it better than they did. Um, The gap between the natural setting for which our physiological functions are adapted. Pause for intent. Listen to that one again. The natural setting for which our physiological functions are adapted. The gap between that and the highly urbanized and artificial settings which we inhabit, all of this is a contributing cause to the stress state in modern people. They went on to conclude... Hang on. They went on to conclude that the scientific data assessing all of the physiological indicators such as brain activity, autonomic nervous activity, endocrine activity, and immune activity are all accumulating from these field and laboratory experiments. And they are saying that we believe that nature therapy will play an increasingly important role in preventative medicine in the future. End quote. Full stop. Yeah. You know, there, there's no doubt that these medium to old growth forests hold great power to heal and the power to reconnect us. So, you know, it, it's it's just got to be. You know, we need to get back to get back to our homes. Um, yep. So, uh, let's see. We are five minutes away from the top of the hour. So let's go ahead and start wrapping up. Um, uh, Like I said, you know, where do you live? You know, you as a listener, where do you live? Uh, Are you able to get into nature? Do you need to get in a car and drive to nature? Um, You know, if you're, if you're close to us in upper central Pennsylvania, check us out. 
give us a uh, give us an email at um, you can email info at ujvala aycom that is u j j v a l a a y c dot com. Uh, you can also check us out. Um, you can check out the website ujvala aycom uh, You can check us out on Facebook, the Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center. And let's see, Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you'll see it's at uh, Ujvala C. Uh, capital C number, or letter C number C. Where, where, where did that come from? Anyway, uh, <laughs> at Ujvala C. Uh, it's late. It's late at night, you know. In, in Ayurveda, uh-huh. we're supposed to be in bed by 9 o'clock and asleep by 10. And all of our East Coast listeners are all, you know, staying up with us and violating the rules. And uh, we're supposed to be, you know, asleep by 10 and, and up by 5.30 or 6 o'clock. So, uh, yet here we are. I uh, want to thank all of our East Coast listeners, by the way, for staying with us. And uh, all of our Central Time listeners are getting ready for bed. And the rest of the uh, uh, rest of the uh, North America is, you know, in progressive stages in that direction as well. But um, again, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Uh, we're, we're always always having fun. Uh, we enjoy sharing what we're learning, and you know, always always know that that learning is is a lifetime activity. Never stop. Uh, we we are uh, perpetual students. Uh, Robin learning Ayurveda. I'm learning all kinds of cool stuff. Was doing some um, doing some work today with a uh, pranayama master uh, who's been doing breath work and teaching breath work for 20 odd years, and I got to be in a, a Zoom class with him today. And uh, this guy is just amazingly calm. No matter what's happening, uh, he'll give a correction and say, great job. And then he's just, he's just so easy and calm. And being around these kind of people, I mean, the, the Yoga Veda Institute recruits the best to teach all of us uh, all of this wonderful uh, information to pass on this knowledge to make Ayurveda and uh, the real depth of yoga practice because yoga practice is not just about the asanas or the poses Uh, that's only a small part of what uh, yoga was um, originally intended to be Uh, and the meditation and the breath work and everything that goes around that is the real intent toward moving you toward uh, enlightenment and being a part of this, uh, this, this family at the uh, Yoga Veda Institute has been an amazing experience. And we just like sharing what we're learning and, and oh, see okay. how it fits into what we already knew and build on it. Uh, you know, the, the, the gunas and the, the, you know, the states of mind and how forest uh, therapy, nature therapies can move us from the lowest state of mind to the middle state of mind so that we can then move into the, you know, the, the calmest, highest state of mind. But 
even right, those Ayurveda. Would be tamas. Rajas. Those would be Rajas and Sattvic. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, forest bathing is considered a Sattvic, uh, a way to get to a more Sattvic state of, not, state of mind. So all of this is tying in, all of it's coming together with what we already knew. So uh, check out our Facebook page, and you will see some links uh, for the Yoda, Yoga Veda Institute. Uh, those links mm-hmm. are uh, pinned to the top of our page. And there's also a links page on the website. So if you go to uh, ujvalaayc.com, you will see a uh, links page there where you can follow those same links uh, back to uh, Yoga Veda Institute and see some of the cool programs that they have and join us on this journey. Uh, We're certainly not, you know, not expecting to sit here and, and say, oh, shh, we've got the secrets. No. You know, join us. Join us. Jump, jump on the, the links there at the school and, and join us on this journey. It is an amazing Absolutely. experience. Yeah, and become classmates. And so we'll... helpful. Yeah. So uh, with all of that said, we are at the top of the hour. Again, thanks to all of our East Coast listeners staying up late. Um, uh, thanks to... Um, you know, YVI for being a, you know for bringing us this extra knowledge, and thanks to all of our listeners for supporting us through all of our ups and downs, our trials, and uh, for bearing with us while we develop develop this new website, and just being a part of of our experience and letting us be a part of yours. So with that, I think my love, it is time to wish them all a week filled with love and with wonder. Good night, everyone. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember... All manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.